Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, and myself, LeVar Arrington. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Base Jonas trigger. Knox with you here Base on trigger. FSR. Base trigger. Bet your ass it Base is. Trigger. Base trigger. Yeah. Uh, Base trigger. You can hang out yeah. with us as always on the iHeartRadio app, and you can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are making us a part of your Thursday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific, right here on FSR. Lots going on. A whole lot. lot. Lots going going on uh, high atop the mountains of uh, uh, the quarterback uh, market. I have a dream. Yeah, you do. Yes. Uh, you also have a pair of eyes yes. uh, that work. And, uh, that can yes. see from the mountain top. Yes, yes. <laughs> definitely can. Yes. Oh, man. Uh, oh, unbelievable. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, unbelievable yeah, is right. As the uh, the cannons are firing. Uh, uh, I here. mean, just, it, just it isn't the 4th of July, but <laughs> there are fireworks. It, is. Yeah, yeah. it certainly is. Right. You got What problems. are you talking about, Jonas? Uh, all right, so uh, we do have, um, you know, quarterback movement around the NFL. We had, uh, you know, Russell Wilson getting traded, Aaron Rodgers staying put. We had Carson Wentz getting traded. Uh, and then we've got uh, the latest in the saga involving Deshaun Watson, um, this from uh, there were a couple of conflicting reports out there. Sean King, a former NFL quarterback, he now uh, uh, is a co-host of a show. Um, he was saying that uh, that if things go well on Friday with Deshaun Watson's uh, you know date in court, uh, that uh, he expects the Pittsburgh Steelers to make a trade for Deshaun Watson. Uh, Jerry Dulek of the uh, Pittsburgh Post Gazette says the Steelers are not interested in Deshaun Watson. Uh, so we're seeing the uh, the public uh, cat and mouse game of who's going to play uh, ball with Deshaun Watson if he becomes available, uh, and we're seeing conflicting reports about your Pittsburgh Steelers, Lamar. I think that that's it's a complex situation. Mm. You, you know, they're connected to obviously, if you know the story connected to Ben, there was a moment in time where they had to make some hard decisions as it applied to him and what you know transpired with with him. So they're not. They're not green to dealing with controversial issues or players. If you recall, they also brought in Mike Vick at one point as well. So they're not going to be deterred or swayed by public opinion. That's one thing that the Steelers don't have not done historically. But again, the, the you got to justify the squeeze in in this scenario in this situation. And I think the biggest the biggest issue that would maybe incur or or come with this is and it's been made clear on this show and Brady has has outlined it Pittsburgh doesn't really like giving large crazy signing bonuses in their contracts like it's more of a almost like a meritocracy that that takes place in in Pittsburgh and I don't know that the amount that they would have to give up to get Deshaun Watson would be worth the squeeze for them. Now, with that being said, 
you do have Mason Rudolph. There, Dwayne Haskins is your other option. They they may be looking at this like this is one of those times in the history of our team that you know maybe a Bubby Brister you know isn't going to get it done. Maybe a Mike Tomzak isn't going to get it done, and we might have to do something that we haven't done in years past. But yeah, you know, I think point. that that's complex. It, it's a really good point, though. I, I think the NFL is is you know someone asked me yesterday. Uh, why do quarterbacks feel so emboldened now to publicly voice their frustrations and want to get to, you know, quote unquote, greener pastures? And my response was, I think the game's changed. You know, these guys aren't asked to be game managers anymore. You know, you're in three wide receiver sets, shotgun 60% of the time for all, the, the vast majority of the teams, like pretty much all, but maybe two or three teams. And more is being required out of the position. More is being asked of the position, which then it correlates to that position is, is determining more, right? Whether you are winning or losing, whether you do have a shot or not. Um, and as I've always said, there's certain talented quarterbacks in the league who can raise the level of everyone else out around them. And then there's a bunch of other guys who can operate within that system at a high level when they've got a lot of guys around them. All right? Like that's what the league is basically comprised of. You have those two varying degrees. You have the Aaron Rodgers, who will raise the level of everyone else he's playing with and make them better. And then you've probably got a Jordan Love, who he needs stability. He needs more talent and guys around him, a wide receiver that can separate to not make it as difficult of a throw. <clears throat> and, and that's what you have. Deshaun Watson is, is closer to the Aaron Rodgers side of things. He raises the level of play of everyone else out around him. And when you are in a league now that requires that in order to win, in order to have a shot at a Super Bowl, you've got to make adjustments to go get it. You've got to change maybe the past of how you viewed quarterback contracts or the business of football to go get that guy. Now, the off-the-field issues to me are, are, are separate with that because you've got to get over that hurdle first of how you feel about what potentially could come out, what is already out there, and what the allegations are. You've got to get over all those hurdles first before you feel comfortable with signing on to a player that, I mean, let's be real. If Deshaun Watson was to get traded to the Pittsburgh Steelers, I I would take the Steelers over the Bengals, and the Bengals just went to a Super Bowl. They have a young, talented team. But I would say that would be a difference maker, would it not? Oh, 100%. So, and, and then and I'd, have, I'd have Burrow and, and Deshaun Watson right up there neck and neck with each other for the top quarterback in that division. But it would change the way you would look at the AFC North. It would change the way you look at that entire division. I mean, now you'd almost assuredly say, well, how does Baker Mayfield stack up? Or how does Cleveland stack up? Not well. <laughs> so, I look at it, and in some ways, just from a football fan perspective, I hope we have the opportunity to see Deshaun Watson play at some point. Now, that being said, I I don't want to misconstrue the fact that what he has allegedly done could be heinous, could be terrible off the field, and and that's for a court of law to figure out, both in a criminal case tomorrow, which you know the grand jury gets to see a lot of the evidence to determine if there's a case there or not, and then in these civil suits. That's not up for me to decide. I'm not on that grand jury. I'm, I'm not privy to all the information We'll see some of it, but not all of it. So I can't really speak as heavily into that. I just think the NFL, 
I'm sure once one of the more talented quarterbacks back that's on you know, a roster right now that currently can't play or isn't playing, and, and to see him in Pittsburgh, I, I think it'd be one hell of a show and it'd make for one hell of an AFC uh, being able to get back one of those young, bright, budding stars at the quarterback spot. I mean, if things clear up Friday, and, and who knows you know, how that's all going to shape up, but let's just say it does, and things go well for Deshaun Watson, Pittsburgh should absolutely make a call and try and get a deal done because they, they go from worst quarterback situation in the division to potentially the best in, in an many, AFC how like many, that. How many cases, are like when this grand jury looks at it, is it just, is this for all of it? Like what is like in terms of I, yes in terms of this is this criminal is for the, wise this is for the criminal um, allegations they will determine so now plural, based on the all of them yeah the, well there's not as as many I don't believe right I only believe there's, there's like four of, or five right yeah of, of of the criminal allegations correct right okay which oh. which again you I mean I, I'm not an attorney so please I'm sure I'm going to butcher this at some point but that's fine we'll you clean know up the, in the podcast in, in order to convict someone or find enough. Uh, I guess, of a burden of proof to then have enough evidence to actually have something. It's a higher threshold in, in criminal courts versus civil. Of course. So that's why you've got, what, 22 civil lawsuits versus only like four or five or whatever it is now for criminal. Because they only feel like there's only enough evidence in those so many cases where they could actually meet that threshold uh, of, of burden of proof uh, with a grand jury. But again, that's that's up for them to determine tomorrow. Tomorrow will be a really interesting day because it's kind of one of those next days on the calendar that would determine the NFL offseason in regards to now what happens with that next domino. Like if you had ranked the, the quarterbacks and how these guys would be looked at and, and prized, it would have been Rodgers 1, yep. Russell Wilson 2, yep. Deshaun Watson 3. Yep. Now he didn't go to another team and get traded for yet because – there's too much uncertainty right now until we get clarification tomorrow. And then probably Wentz 4 and, and Jimmy Garoppolo 5. Those two could be interchangeable depending on how you view Jimmy Garoppolo's shoulder and you know, the injury history of really both players. But that's, that's essentially the next kind of date to keep an eye on. I, I think Pittsburgh's the most fascinating destination. Of the teams that need a quarterback right now, if you look around the league, they're not, he's not going to Indianapolis because they're not going to trade him in the division. Um, they can say, well, you know, we don't want to trade him in the AFC. But if you, just, if you look around the NFL, the Niners are maybe a possibility. I don't know if they have the draft capital after what they gave up for, you know, and, and Trey Lance. If they think that's an upgrade, they're probably going to want to give Trey Lance an opportunity. Seattle, if that's a rebuild, Seattle doesn't make Makes much sense. There's not that many spots. So top of the list is Pittsburgh. Well, let's humanize it a little bit, right? We all know that whether Deshaun Watson gets off of this or or not in terms of Scott Free, the information is out there. So people, whether whether you think he is is culpable or not the law will dictate and determine if he's able to play. If he's able to play and he's in Pittsburgh, who better to have as as a guide than Mike Tomlin? Yeah. That's, that's someone who's going to take, you know, and, and, and to that point, I, I got to be honest with you guys, and to that point, and, and maybe it's it's irony because they're both, they're both black dudes, but, <sighs> I mean, Lovey Smith, I think Lovey Smith would be a tremendous asset to watching over and and having conversations um, as the person, not just the player, not just everything else that's going on, but just as the person, I think that Lovey Smith would be a tremendous asset to to uh, 
No, she's Deshaun Watson Deshaun. moving moving forward. So to me, I think you also got to humanize it a little bit. Like if he goes to San Francisco, not saying that that Cal Shanahan wouldn't be a great confidant or a great leader or guide to him, but he's a younger dude, a little bit more ambitious in terms of some of the things that he's looking for. I mean, you could you could make that discussion point for maybe a few other guys, but just understanding the history of what Lovey Smith has meant to players on a personal level or what yeah. you know what Mike Tomlin has meant to players on a personal level, I think that's something to take into consideration as well. For sure. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I, th- that's another element of all of this. And really for Deshaun Watson, like what he wants – in this next step, I said before, like, are we going to get the same player we saw before all this came out? You know, now we know a lot more about Deshaun Watson, and his personal life that can play with your psyche as a, as a person, as a player, as a public figure. And we talked about that in regards to how it related to, to Tiger Woods. It's a little different when you've got people 10 feet from you on a tee box and they know all of the intimate things that, you know, you've said or done over the past few years or for how many years, it, it changes how you feel then when you're in this environment where it's everyone else around you is in this arena and they're just looking down at you. It, it changes that feeling. You don't, you don't feel as invincible anymore. You feel more vulnerable. And, and I wonder how he factors all those things in to his decision, depending on what opportunities present themselves, depending on what happens you know, tomorrow. But it is, it is – it's interesting you bring up Lovey Smith, too, and just the mentorship he could create because the AFC South is probably the most, like, winnable. Right? Yeah. If he goes to the AFC North, like, that's like going into the AFC West. Mm-hmm. It's one of the more difficult paths to get to the playoffs and winning a Super Bowl. And it's like if he stays put, he's got a Colts team that doesn't have a quarterback. The Jaguars are in rebuild mode. You're looking at a Tennessee Titans team who's really dominated over the past how many years, but – Watson's a better quarterback. He's the best quarterback in that division. Um, so I, I do wonder if he kind of looks around and goes, wait a second, maybe the grass is greener where I'm at. You know, maybe I should try to stick this out. I don't know. I'm not sure how they view it at this point or how he views it. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. All right, so coming up next, um, we have got uh, some more information coming out about why a move was made at the quarterback position for one team. We'll get into that for you, right? here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, We are going to get into um, some interesting comments on a quarterback situation in the NFL coming up here momentarily. But we do want to let you know we are brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas. The greatest arena on earth. Plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. And speaking of Las Vegas, this April 28th through the 30th, Vegas will be hosting the 2022 draft, an event that will be unlike any other with unparalleled energy and excitement that only the greatest arena on earth can deliver. And the best part is, now through 
through March 13th, we're giving away a trip for two to be a part of the energy and excitement. That's right. You and the lucky person of your choosing can win a trip to Las Vegas during draft weekend, April 28th through the 30th, sponsored by the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority. The prize package includes round-trip airfare to Vegas, a hotel stay on the Strip, access to Fox Sports Radio's draft broadcast, and more. To enter and get rules, visit FoxSportsRadio.com. That's FoxSportsRadio.com to win a trip to Vegas during draft weekend. So, how do you guys think the final year or two in Seattle were for Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll? How do you think? (laughs) Relationship-wise, coach-wise, player-wise. Uh, what do you mean, as far as their relationship? Yeah, like, how do you, do you think it was smooth sailing there? Do you think they were on the same page, or was I think it they were uh, professional? Pretty much just a wrap. Yeah, at that that's point. that's the that's the best way of describing. I think they were both professional. Okay, uh, Greg, tolerant tolerant of one another. Yeah. Greg Olson, uh, who spent a short time there. Greg, uh, yeah, Greg Olson Greg. from Jersey, Wayne, Jersey. New Jersey, Jersey. Jersey. And Greg. by the way, uh, Notre Dame alum, correct? Uh, No, didn't graduate from there, but I I will say this um, for all those Miami Hurricanes fans out there. I started a broadcast of uh, the Dolphins versus the Seahawks, and I happened to mention that because Greg and I were the same class. I got to know Greg well um, in the summertime before our freshman year, his brother, Chris, who played quarterback there. Um, and so we, we got close and, you know, I, I made sure to, you know, tell the University of Miami, you know, hurricane fan base, hey, uh, he didn't choose you first. OK, wow. um, you were sloppy seconds to Notre Dame. Oh, I just want to make sure they God. knew that. I'm just saying that I just want to make sure they knew that he chose Notre Dame first. Then he transferred to Miami. So uh, for all those hurricane fans out there. Sorry to hit you with some facts. <laughs> I know that may hurt a little bit. It does bit, hurt sometimes. Oh, it man. hurts. It does I know. Hurt sorry to hit you with facts man. there. I'm sorry. Good God. Uh, just yeah. coming in hot. Um, now, he was on the um, the Colin Cowherd podcast, uh, Greg Olson was, and he was talking about- um, you uh, know, Colin has a podcast? Yeah. I did not know you, that. Did, you didn't know that? Yeah, I did he not does. know that. Definitely does. Uh, and- <laughs> Unbelievable. And uh, he was discussing the situation in Seattle as far as the personnel and the talent on the roster. And he had this to say. I never thought they had a personnel issue. The conversations that I would have with the coaches and the amount of pushback and the amount of questions that I would get in return saying, you know, we're not sure if we can do this. I'm not sure if we can protect this. And I'd sit there scratching my head. It was like we were playing with a JV roster. It was like we were playing with a rookie undrafted quarterback. Like it was very interesting to me. I just think the ideology there was always defense first, kicking game, punt the ball, field position, force turnovers, defensive led. And then they'd hand the ball to Russ at the end of the game and say, go be, go be magic. I just think it was part of Russell's frustration. I think it's why Russ said, I want to go somewhere where this is going to be an offensive quarterback driven team every Sunday with the ball in my hand. Let Russ cook. Yeah, you got to let yeah, him cook. So, so I got there in 2013, um, signed there in free agency, ended up getting released um, right before the season started, then signing with the Jets. But one of the things you noticed was that really was like they were so unique in the manner in which they prepared. Like the first install I got, because you know when you first go in there, you're not actually practicing, you're, you're doing workouts, you're, you're doing the off-season conditioning, strength and conditioning program. So the first packet I got of an install was two minute. That's the first thing you got. 
And I'm like, well, this is weird. <laughs> like, usually you get like a big old game plan book and, and you're looking at uh, your first, second down installs, your base concepts, then you get into third down, right? Stay on the field and all those things. Then you work your way into the red zone and then two minute. And the justification that I got was that games more or less in the NFL are won and lost in the final two minutes. And so you should feel most comfortable with our system and offense in those final two minutes. And I was like, okay, I I get that logic. It's different than anything I'd ever experienced before, but I get that logic is that in those moments, you need to be be at your very best. And that's why we're prioritizing it. It was one of the first things we install. So um, that was one of the first things, like as a group, when we'd get together and go over, we'd be going over like a two minute drill. And, and then as we got into OTA's minicamp and all that, you go through your regular installs. But that was one of the first things I was prioritized. And there's no doubt that you got a sense that that offense was more built to run the football, take shots, and then, you know, let Russ be special when it was called upon. Like, they felt really comfortable and confident going into the fourth quarter if the game was tight, being able to pull away or in the final minutes being able to out-execute either with their defense or offense. Like, that, that was that mindset. Like, they own the fourth quarter. Pete Carroll used to say, do you win the game in the first quarter? No. Second quarter? No. Third quarter? No. Fourth quarter? Yeah. And that's what he would preach. And, and look, it was effective. They went on to win a Super Bowl that year. Um, but the interesting thing to me about it was I remember having a conversation on, on a number of plays. And I said, hey, what do we do if we get this? Or what do we do if this happens? Because I, I, that was more of my style of play. Like, I was not athletic like Russ. I was not athletic like Tavares Jackson. You know, those guys were more athletic than me. So I had to make up for it in, in a cerebral way and be able to check and change things to get to what we needed to go to. And their response was, well, here's your quick answer. And if that's not there, just make a play. And I'm like, okay, like that's, that's not conducive for me to be able to have success <laughs> in the NFL. Like I'm not that guy, all right? I'm not, I'm not the guy You're who – You're not that guy. No, no. Like when things break down, I'm like, okay, move on, next play. Like let's, let's throw the football away, get what you can, get down. I mean, I'm athletic enough in ways You're to be able to use guy, my legs. No, trust me. You're not that but guy. I'm not. And, and so I was like, oh, okay. So, so honestly, I mean, it ne- push never came to shove. You know, we, we were playing a preseason game. So it, it never got to the point where I'd say, look, if we were going into an actual game, I would have said to them, I, I, you have to give me the ability to audible. Like, you need to give me the ability to go to whatever, whatever I see. I can go to whatever play we need to in our book because that's my strength, right? I'm not going to scramble around and then chuck one downfield for a huge play. You know, usually, like, that's not my game. So <clears throat> it, I remember hearing that and thinking to myself, that was their offense. Like, it was like, all right, like run the football, shots, you know, execute, you know, when we get down in, in those, those two-minute crucial periods. But then there's times when if something wasn't there, they just tell Russ to make a play. And, and so to Greg Olson's point, like that was the feeling I kind of got. Uh, now, granted, that was a long time ago, and it was successful in them winning a Super Bowl, and they obviously went back to another. But I am sure down the stretch of things, and we saw instances of this when he had have like a six-game stretch where he was on fire. But the problem was their defense was getting abused, and Pete Carroll didn't want that. And I think that's where the frustration probably grew over the course of the last four years. I just think the the relationship between Carroll and and Wilson has truly been based upon, in my estimation, and, and call me crazy, but this is just how I interpret it. 
Russell Wilson is kind of like the player version of Jerry Jones. And Jerry Jones is long, long-lived long longing for is to be responsible for a Super Bowl. Even though he's the owner. Like, you were responsible for those three Super Bowls that they won under your lead. Russell Wilson, as the quarterback, was responsible for that that first Super Bowl as the quarterback and was responsible for them making it back to the Super Bowl. But for some strange reason, it's difficult, and maybe it's because there hasn't been an MVP award. Maybe it's because he wasn't the MVP of the Super Bowl. You know, and 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 for what it's worth, maybe it's because a lot of people gave a lot of credit to Marshawn Lynch as the heartbeat of that offense. Some people gave a lot of credit to the defense as the heartbeat of that team. The fact that Russell Wilson, as the anointed person without question over the last, I don't know how many years we would say, maybe several years at least, that he is the guy that is the reason why this team will win a Super Bowl or lose a Super Bowl, and they have not been in position to do so, has been something that that I don't want to go as strong as saying torments him, but it's a possibility. It's a possibility that it torments Russell Wilson, that all things given, there is no Marshawn Lynch that you can say is the reason on offense. There is no Legion of Boom that you can say on defense is the reason why they're going to win it would have had to have been Russell Wilson, what he's doing, and that did not pan out. And I think that that weighed on Russ, and I think it weighed on the way that he interacted with not only Carroll, the head coach, but probably how he interacted with everyone there just based off of the amount of importance that he brought to that organization and to that city and fan base. So I think the complexities of why things kind of went awry for them as they got later on into going down that road together of their careers is because Russ was never in a real position where he could have validated or maybe in some instances or some thought processes vindicated himself as the catalyst for winning the Super Bowl. It could it be as simple as, you know, and not as simple, but, but a large portion of Russell Wilson's feeling was, you know, I, I'm tired of playing on a defense, to Greg Olson's point and what Brady was saying, I'm tired of playing in a defense first organization. I want offense to be a little bit more of a priority. And now he goes to Denver where Nathaniel Hackett's there. He's got all those weapons. Like they had talent on offense. It's not like, the, you know, the cupboard was bare, right. but right. just the philosophy, Pete Carroll won with that and was going to ride that yeah. until his time was over in Seattle. In Russell's defense, too, think about how many offensive coordinators he's had over the past few years. I mean, he went from Bevel, then Schottenheimer, then, then Shane Waldron, and, and you know, you look at what they did when they brought in Shane Waldron, they wanted to bring in the outside zone running scheme that they were running with the Los Angeles Rams, you know, play action, boots, all that stuff off of it, and kind of make their offense out of that. Um, I, I don't, I mean, the problem is, is when you've got a certain philosophy of what you want, but it doesn't necessarily match your personnel, it's never going to work. And I think that was part of what you were seeing. And I also feel like if you're trying to run an offense that help, helps protect your defense, because your defense, and that's your calling card, that's your identity as a head coach, it's what you've been. If you're running an offense to help protect that group, then you've got a problem, Right. 
Like, if, if, if I can go out there and throw up 30-some points a game, you should win. More often than not, you should win. You should be able to have a defense that can get you enough stops or get enough turnovers where you can run out the clock at the end of the game. And I think there's times when that just wasn't the case. Like, they, if, they, if you, people want to put the blame on Russell Wilson or the lack of Legion of Boom being there and, you know, that's why they didn't have as much success, this past season was the first losing season they've had. I mean, think about that. And he had to miss, what, three games? I mean, who knows if it's different if he doesn't get hurt and if he plays and when he doesn't try to come back too soon and actually he's, he's playing at a higher level. I mean, it, obviously his, his finger was impacted by how he threw and all that and he rushed to get back before he should have. But he knew how, how bad they needed him in order to even have a shot. So I, I look at it and say, like, the whole time after Legion of Boom, people can say, well, they didn't have that anymore and that's why they didn't win. But he was propping them up for a period of time. I mean, I, I really am interested to see what this team turns into this year. Like, I think they'll be competitive. I think they'll fight. They'll scrap. They'll have some talented players. But I don't know that they'll win more in six games. I think that furthers the point of all of this and why the relationship deteriorated. If I'm Russell Wilson and I'm propping up a team while everything is, is being looked at as why they're not versus why they are or why they have an in-spite-of situation – Right. And he's not getting that that validation. He's not getting that recognition because he hasn't. Everybody has had this whole thing. It's kind of funny. It became a thing. Like let let Russ cook. Like let him cook. Let him cook. That that became a thing. And he's looking at it like, okay, if I thought for two seconds that you know what, I'm I'm appreciated. It's just I'm underappreciated in in these places. It's okay. Right. But if I feel underappreciated overall, and what Olsen is saying is true, and you're basically, you have me in a situation where you're undervaluing or underappreciation of what I bring to the table is ultimately leading to the DNA of what you run this team based off of, I don't know who, who, who would that work for. Right. It wouldn't work for me. I'll tell you that, well, honestly you know speaking. Sounds like, it sounds like Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. The only difference is you don't have – as good of a resume as win- of winning Super Bowls during mm. the, the two decades. But if you look at 2012 to probably up the, until this past season, I, I would be willing to bet that the New England Patriots and the Seattle Seahawks were probably the two most winning organizations between that, that time frame, probably next to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. I, now, I don't know this. I'm saying this off the top of my head. Jonas, do you have any uh- idea – I I, do, I would say that those two, if I'm not mistaken, I, I saw that a couple of months ago, and I think that was the case. Kansas City was up there. Pittsburgh was obviously up there. Yeah, I was about to say, there. maybe the Steelers. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, they're, they're most successful they've had in a long time. I would push back, though, on the similarities between him and Brady, because I'm almost positive Brady doesn't have his own logo on the side of a plane like Russell Wilson does. Uh, he probably does. He just isn't displaying it. Well, okay, let's be clear good. here, man. Branding is branding. So, you yeah. know, that's probably one of those, like, kind of like paste on type deals or magnet type deals <laughs> that ain't his jet Based. man it's just you know he pasted oh, no, it on I, there you know i you think he's that. got a jet bro. no you're probably you, you, he you probably does. Does. You, you think he uses a magnet I, I told you i was coming into the show hot today <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i said i was going to hate unless right. i see that logo but, but, all the way across like the fair. puma logo i'm hating you, you understand the correlation between the two though i'm trying to make like you have two guys who i think probably got now i'm and brady for different reasons but you know, defensive-minded head coaches who maybe they wanted to get out from underneath that and go somewhere else where they had a bit more control over things. And I just think, in Pete Carroll's case, 
he's trying to do the same thing he's been trying to do yeah. for the entire entirety of his career there. Probably in Tom Brady's case with Bill Belichick, it's like every it's the same thing. It's like at some point you got to adapt and adjust to as a head coach, and you have to kind of change your ways to fit where your quarterback, your team is at. And maybe they got frustrated with that. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, we got a couple of things we need to get to. Uh, number one, and probably least important, uh, but we have some playoff odds, updated playoff odds for a team that made a major move in the NFL recently. Plus, live bet Jesus has sent a tweet, which means he is looking to stay red hot. Handing out winners weekly here on FSR. It's yours right here, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Mike check. Mike check. If you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game, what's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. So make your next move your best move. And tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up uh, top of next hour, a little over 10 minutes from now, uh, we are going to try and figure out why one team made the move that they made in the NFL recently. We'll have that discussion for you here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Live Bet Jesus has uh, sent out a tweet. He should be making an appearance here uh, shortly. Uh, all he does is pick winners recently. I mean, that's just kind of the way this works. I mean, Interesting. Just picking winners. That's how he does it. Yeah. Yeah. I well, mean, w- one of them was something that was kind of predictable. Well, all the MLB games. What know, do you mean? He's, he's killing it with the MLB. Oh, uh, you know what? That's that's insulting. You're gonna you're gonna <laughs> pick on Major League Baseball like that. What? That's insulting. I was picking on Live Bet Jesus. Gosh, <laughs> poor league. Lamar's got to bully them too. Hey, do you guys want to hear the updated yes. odds? Yes. For the Washington Commanders. Yes. 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 All right. Do it. So do it. I was right. Their Super Bowl odds. Yep. Before. Carson Wentz. Yep. Plus 6,000. Nice. Wow. It totally changed and so, went so way, st- way, I mean, yeah. they're way yeah. higher this chances. Is, this is winning. according to Caesars Sportsbook. So okay. 60 to 1. And then yep. they add a guy who should have been the MVP in 2017. Which is in the top 15 of, of quarterbacks yes. in the league. Yeah. Should All have right. been MVP in 2017, if not for the injury. Should get, get uh, MVP at a Super Bowl if he's playing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, after? Yep. Plus six thousand. Oh no! Now, now there are, there is a book. What there was is it a before? book out there? What was it? Before? Plus, plus six thousand. Yeah. yeah, no, no movement. Uh, yeah, no movement. <laughs> there, there is there is a book out there that I saw. Not that attractive. <laughs> their, their odds actually went down. They actually have less chance of, of winning the Super Bowl. I did I did research that. Imagine meeting somebody that you That's you're still mean. in the same exact place. You know. How about this though? How about before? this? What about the odds to win the NFC Championship? Okay, that's all right. The <laughs> NFC Championship, I would say um, their odds have Im- improved. No way. Okay. Plus 3,000 before Carson Wentz trade? Yeah. Plus 3,000 after. <laughs> okay. No movement. Um, no movement. They're just, I mean, that's not a good thing or a bad thing. Right. I mean, it, 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 could, it could go down. It could have gotten worse. Okay. Right. How? They got well, better. How, okay, how about this? What about for the division? 
for the division. Had you, to have we, we'd agree that. Had plus to five have. plus five hundred before Wentz. Yes. After the trade for Wentz. A plus 500. That's okay. not changed at all. You know no. what they're doing? They're, they're inconclusive. Yeah, they don't they're, they're know smart what, asses where they want to go. is what they are. They're smart asses. They got better at quarterback and their odds stayed the same. doesn't make any sense. They're going to see well, if those I, zits hold them out of OTAs. Oh, and, my and, God. And, and, wow. And, and Come on, man. Wow. He's got some I'm place. I'm just saying, in, in I mean, training camp. I mean, he's got some place to hang his keys. I, I, I hear, my, my exact response would be there hasn't been enough time in order to properly handicap it or properly look at the odds. That, that would be the professional side of it. Hey, I, I, First man placed on IR for a professional zip popping. Uh, hey, listen, I, I would uh, – look, I, I'd, play, I'd throw a little on uh, them to win the division. Why not? Especially if the line's going to hang there like this and nobody's going uh, to make a move on hey, it. Why while, not? While, while we're joking around, I mean, that is for real. They could, yeah. they could sneak. Yeah. The NFC East is one of those divisions where anyone could, the Giants could pop up and win the NFC East. Yeah. Any team in the NFC East could win the, the East, man. You can't sit there and say that the Dallas Cowboys are this dominant team that no one can beat. It's just, it's a topsy turvy division and anyone coming into it has a chance especially with all that jerry jones drama coming out now i mean they got other things that ain't no drama yeah i'll put it this way do you do you remember i believe it was it was washington in 2020 we were just talking about remember we were talking about the washington football team yeah Yeah. okay so both haskins and alex smith played the exact same amount of games or started i should say However, the difference was um, Smith just played better. They just they were five and one when Smith was a starter, but this is all it took in order for them to win the division that year. In those six games, he completed a high percentage of passes, sixty-seven percent. Um, but he was he was throwing for less than two hundred yards a game. And he threw six touchdowns, to eight interceptions. I mean, so it wasn't like they were lighting the world on fire. Yet they were still able to win the NFCs. And that was yeah. the infamous. Peterson lost his job because he felt as though he needed to see if his backup quarterback could be a quarterback that he could use in the future. Yeah, it was I a mean, little. Yeah, think about a little, that, yeah, a little something know? there. Right. Yeah, it's a weird yeah. division. Uh, by the way, we are brought to you by Indeed. Bracket season is right around the corner for college basketball, and our coverage on Fox Sports Radio is powered by Indeed. Hiring, heating up. Indeed's hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in one place. Sponsor a post and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates on Indeed whose resumes match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Nobody. Oh my God. uh, Listen, I mean, he just, uh, the timing is impeccable here. Impeccable. And now the lights have gone out in the studio. There is a a storm cloud circling. Uh, Well, it's not here. Oh my Uh, God. It's a a storm cloud circling (laughs) over the top of the studio here at Fox Sports Radio. Uh, This individual is red hot and now a piece of paper falling down onto the desk. Uh, It's a being, a force. And just so you know, this is no radio shenanigans all in the up and up here. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh. Oh, oh my oh, gosh. Oh. Jerry Jones paternity test. Hold on. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. It is this morning on the 10th day of March 2022 that I live bet Jesus proclaimed the pick to be Toma Jr. Popoff in German badminton plus 10 and a half. How about that? Uh, what? Yeah. Thank you, Jesus! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 